Today on First Round KO, we're going to talk a lot of NBA free agency. Um, LeBron to L.A., uh, Boogie Cousins to the uh, Golden State Warriors, Jimmy Butler saying he doesn't want to stay in Minnesota, Giannis says he's going to stay in Milwaukee, Luke Walton coaching his uh, former teammates and opponents, World Cup predictions, and I have a special guest with me to talk about all of this. We'll get to that to get to that in a second. So let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. And today, as I get my script out, I am joined by the award-winning host of the award-winning show, Hawk Talk. The award-winning show, Sports and More. The only other man in Whitewater who loves LeBron James as much as I do. The current WTC champion and the newest member of the NBSDC, ladies and gentlemen, Connor Moore. What did I talk? What did I tell you about introducing me as the award winning? I mean, it's it, fact. I, mean, I am. But it is a straight fact that you are an award winning host. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It's also a straight fact that, I mean, I think I think we talked about this, I think, when we were at a bar once up there. Like, I legitimately hate that, almost hate it, except for the one time, except for the one time where I, I don't think you came out this, I don't think you came out that night. I think you were, I think you had to work early or something. But it was a couple nights after I got back from that conference in Oshkosh, and that was when I had lost, not lost a bet, I had lived up to a promise that if I were to ever win an award for Sports and More... I would yeah. have to go I didn't buy a WWE title belt, uh, put the UWW TV logo on it, and I would literally have to go out to the bars. And I did exactly that. <laughs> I stuck to one bar, and it was cheap shot. And course. I'm pretty glad I did. Because if I, of course, yes, that's kind of HQ for me. And if I did it, because I feel if I went to Pumpers, I would have gotten more weird looks than. You know what? It's pumpers. No one cares. But you get the idea. Pumper. I don't think people look at other people when they're at pumpers. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't think there's uh, enough room. There's not enough room to look at other people at pumpers. There's not enough room to exist in pumpers. But we're not here to talk about. Pumpers. We're not here to talk about that. We're here because NBA free agency, in my opinion, has been one of the most wild and electric free agencies of modern NBA history. I would say almost as big if not the same magnitude as when LeBron left Cleveland the first time and went to Miami. Oh, that's without a doubt. Yeah, I think the like, free agency is – if, if it hasn't eclipsed that level, it's getting borderline right there. Which is weird because, like, I'm looking at this list, and out of the top seven, like, three – four people stayed with their top, with their teams. <laughs> Like, no one's really leaving except for the biggest one, obviously, which we'll get to in a second. But 
it doesn't like it's not that many big names going to that many big teams, but for some reason it's it's happening so fast and furious that it just feels crazy. I you know it's it's moves like the one that have happened that makes me wonder how all what all would happen if free agency was you know as the Rockets really wanted. To, I think the Rockets owner a couple other team owners want this to happen if it was moved before the NBA draft. Which In I a way, find I kind of want to know how the movement would be if it were before the draft. Right? I don't know if I, I don't know how much I. I heard about that too, and I don't know if I like that. I, I'm right down the middle for it. I mean, I think it would just be more chaos than it already is. Yeah. But then I, but then at the same time, I also kind of, I like the way it is now. Let the teams, you know, address their draft needs and everything, and, and then after that. Because, I mean, uh, yeah, I kind of like the way it is now. I think the only reason I want it to be moved up before the draft is because there's a very dark part in my soul that just loves this free agency chaos. So, <laughs> Right, and adding the draft <laughs> to it would actually make it so much right. more interesting. But if we did that, then we wouldn't have had the Miami Heat drafting Shabazz Napier just to keep LeBron, and then LeBron leaving anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is one of my so many what ifs all-time <laughs> favorite moves. Is like, hey, you really like this college player, so we'll draft him even though we don't really want him. Oh, wait, you left? Okay, Shabazz, you can go to a different team. <laughs> Isn't he in the D-League now? I mean, I have I, no idea where I, he's at. I mean, G-League, I'm sorry. G-League, because yeah, Gatorade, because sponsorships. To, yeah, Gatorade is a sponsorship, and it's still the D-League. Anyways, um, but, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny how that happened, but I mean... <laughs> As we saw on Sunday, and as we, as I talked about in my little cameo on the show on Monday, I mean, LeBron's playing chess and the NBA is playing checkers for the most part. So yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. We'll get so NBA free agency. Let's knock out some topics. We'll start off Let's with LeBron in LA. We talked about this a little bit on Monday. You called in. My biggest thing. So now <laughs> it happened on Sunday. He signed a four-year, three-year with a player option deal. For 154 million. Yep. And now that now that it's been a couple days, um, I've had a chance to sit back and actually look at this move. It's interesting because he moved to the West, so Correct. obviously his finals uh, record, his streak is is uh, about to meet its Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> sorry, Undertaker. <laughs> um, it's. It's just interesting the way I look at it. It, I just keep looking at it as how much of a chance LA actually has in this West, considering Houston is at the top of its game. Kind of, um, I think losing Ariza is pretty big for them. So that's interesting. But Golden State, they seem to be at the top of their game, especially with this signing. Even though we'll get to that in a second too. I have also had a chance to come down from that, so we're going to definitely discuss that. But this whole LeBron thing, I think it's very interesting. Um, it opens up the East, but how, how, what do you think LA's chances actually are in the West? I mean, let's. I think it would be almost hard to uh, 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 for me to answer that question without you know. Having to, you know, bring light to the fact that, I mean, we talked about it when it happened. I mean, we recorded as the news when Lance Stevenson signed. And then, you know, about 
30 minutes after my segment was up, JaVale McGee signed. Yep. <laughs> Recently, they just signed Rajon Rondo. I mean, the Contavious Caldwell Pope re-signing happened mm-hmm. within 10 minutes of the LeBron signing. I said it on the last recording, and I'll say it now. I have a hard time thinking this is it. And I know that with the Lakers and with every other team in the league who makes a move, the Warriors, the Bucks, who I kind of have a bone to pick with them, that uh-huh. might be my final. That might be my final thought because I have your one last thing. Lo- <laughs> exit my one last thing. You, you, can can everyone tell I've been the host of Hog Talk for about four years? <laughs> um, but you know, but that's besides the point. You know. All the big moves don't have to happen, and you know, in these next two, th- in in the in the first day or two or three of free agency. But I have a very, very, very hard time believing that the Lakers are done. You know, and if I look at the current roster right now, okay, so you have Lonzo Ball for now. I there's a part of me that thinks he's a, he's going to be in a package. Yeah. You know, you have Kyle Kuzma. He's most likely locked in. I know they really want to keep him. Baller. Uh, uh, Josh Hart is there. Also a baller. All, also a baller as well. Uh, he's he's my favorite Laker out of that, tr- or probably my second favorite Laker uh, of that trio, if not tied for first. Uh, Julius Randle. He's, he's gone. gone. Yep. He's gone now we, with New Orleans. Took his money. Yep. You no. Know, Rondo's now in the in the fold. Contavious Caldwell Pope is back in the fold javel mcgee is there you know lance stevenson is there they still have brandon um, ingram they still have brandon ingram exactly you know uh they still have zubach uh that's mm-hmm. that's center and they drafted uh, mo wagner drafted mo wagner i look at this roster as it stands and the other and the other person there is luol deng whose contract i have no idea what they're going to do there. I don't know if they're going to stretch it. I don't know if they're going to buy it. I think the amnesty clause is still in effect from that from that CBA about five, six, seven years ago. I don't know, but I look at this roster right now, and I hate to be the one typical NBA cliche guy right now, but I will in the, uh, when I say that you put LeBron James on any roster, and that team will probably by hook or by hook or by crook, make the playoffs. And with that young, talented team around them, you know, Luke Walton, I think, is an underrated coach. I think he, I think he's a much better coach than Ty Lue, to be yes. completely honest with you. Yes. I think I'm in both Lakers the players. LeBron ran that team. Ty Lue. Both Lakers both players. Lakers players exactly. <laughs> this team, even in a stacked West, will make the playoffs. Because I don't see LeBron James joining this team, even though I said earlier that it was a long game to this, even though I said he's entering a new phase of his life, a new phase of his career, you mean to tell me the man that's been to damn near 10 straight finals is going to sit there and be part of a team that isn't competitive and make doesn't make the playoffs they're gonna make the playoffs are they gonna be a top seed i don't know it's the west it's a bloodbath over there so do i think they're gonna make the playoffs to answer uh the question yes i it's 
there's no way you don't. LeBron makes anyone around him better. He could play pickup basketball with the worst people in Whitewater. You could pick up people who haven't touched the basketball in eight, nine, ten years, and they would be in the intramural championship game alone. Um, if, 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 if we're being real here. Well, yeah, we look at what he did in Cleveland last year. Obviously, right. not. Uh, it was a scrub squad. And, and we're going to see that coming this season. We're going to see how bad that team actually is. But that team was 50 and 32. And this right. Laker team, with right. this Laker team from last year, was 35 and 47. There were only three, they, they were the uh, 11th seed. So they were only, only two teams, well, that were closer to the playoff. I think adding LeBron just to this team, just to this roster alone, makes them a 50 win team at least. They will win at, at least. least 50, and, and that's going to be – that's easily enough. <laughs> if they win 50 – if they get 50, they are a third seed last year in the West. Yes. Because the third agreed. seed last year was Portland at 49 wins. Right. How did Portland get the third – I'm looking – okay, so realistically, <laughs> I'm looking at this West from this yeah. year. Obviously, Houston and Golden State are going to be the top two. It'll probably be Golden State, Houston, and then you look at the rest of the the rest of the teams. Portland, they could have another hot year. Damian Lillard's that good; they'll probably make it. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. they're hit and miss. They almost missed, <laughs> like they straight up almost. All of these teams, four through eight, almost missed the playoffs. Like they all could have missed the playoffs. It was that close. Oklahoma City, hit or miss. I, they'll probably make it based on uh, Paul George. Utah, Utah Jazz. Very hit or miss. I think the Lakers beat them out. I think the Lakers would beat the Pelicans out, especially the Spurs because they won't have Kawhi. I'm convinced Kawhi's out of there. And then there's the Timberwolves. And then the other teams are the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Kings, Dallas, Memphis, and Phoenix. LA's going to make the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, no, adding LeBron. Be... Adding LeBron gives them at you know gives them at least 50 wins. They're easily, I say, a top four. Uh, a top four yeah, seed in they're, the West. They're going to be a top five seed. Mm-hmm. However, I do not think they will be a top three seed. And that's a little bit weird for me saying that, you know, because I'm I'm the I'm the ultimate you stick LeBron on a team. Like they lead this team to greatness. But again, you mentioned Houston, they're not going anywhere. Nope. They retain the Chris Paul. They're going to retain Clint Capella. Hopefully. The, the, hopefully, right. The thing that maybe worries me about them is the fact that they did lose Trevor Ariza and you know you don't lose you don't don't lose a three and D guy like that and you don't expect that to and you don't expect that to to not have to not have an effect no an effect to that and it's going to be a matter of who fills the gap or what they can do to compensate that and then you mentioned Portland and you know they lost Ed Davis but there's Damian Lillard. There's C.J. McCollum. Exactly. So I mean, those two alone will will you to at the very least in the Western Conference at at the highest or at the lowest an eight or a seven seed. Yeah. You know the Utah Jazz. The there last year. Yeah. Right. The Utah Jazz are one of my favorite teams in the West. I think they make the jump this year. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, you mentioned it before uh, in the beginning of the show. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But there's so many question marks about that squad now. Uh, okay, but even like... without even without Jimmy Butler, which we'll get to, right? If, if he's not on the team or if he is, I still like you know. I still like 
Cat. Right. I still like Wiggins. I still like that team. Right. To... And, but you also have to figure factor into that Jamal Crawford might not even be there either because he's also a free agent. Yeah. And, you know, the wicked witches of the West in the, in the Golden State Warriors are also in on them. Right. Or in on him, rather. Yeah. If, you know, as if they haven't already broken the league. But it's. You know, this Lakers team will make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. I think the one thing that I would probably caution people, and it's the thing that I'm trying to caution myself to, is not to believe that, okay, you have LeBron James, you have Lonzo, you have Kuzma, you have Hart, you have Stevenson, you have McGee, you have Rondo, you have insert whomever is still on the roster, Ingram. whoever they might sign. Ingram, exactly. I, I keep forgetting about Ingram. He was one of my favorite players that got drafted. I just, I, in my mind, he's already <laughs> traded. <laughs> Same. Half that team's already <laughs> traded in my mind. You know, I look at that roster and I'm just like, okay. Add that roster, you know, they they're young, they're raw, they're ready to go. You add a LeBron James who can make a Pee Wee League elite. You know, he can take a he could take a G League team and probably in the Western Conference will them to at least a seven seed if he wanted to. You know, and he could still probably get out of the first round. At the same time, you know, I'm looking at that roster, too, and even with LeBron, and I'm just like, okay, if we're looking at this roster with just simply LeBron James, I don't want to automatically fall into that trap of, oh, pretty decent roster already assembled. You throw in LeBron James, top three seed. It's not the case anymore. I think we have to really look at the fact that I think we're so used to him just running the league. But he's now in a whole different world. The West is a whole new breed. The you know, Lakers are a whole new breed. <laughs> exactly. You know what an eight seed is, or what a three seed is in the East, could be the first team out in the West. You know, it's so, it's such, it's there's such a differential in talent, and also everyone is seemingly in the Western Conference right now. So uh, they'll, yeah. make the, they'll make the playoffs. Are they going to be a top three seed? As the roster's currently constructed, no. There'll be a four seed, I think, at 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 maximum. At the lowest, at the absolute lowest, a five or a six. But th- this Lakers team is going to need one or two moves, in my opinion. And one of those moves is going to have to be the big kahuna, in my mind, which is Kawhi Leonard. Yes. It's going to need to be big if they want to be like, yep, we're taking the top three seed, knowing that there's still – that you have the two teams in Houston – and Oklahoma, Oklahoma, well, yeah, the Houston and Golden State, and then Oklahoma City, and those three right there are probably your top three seeds in the West this season. Maybe I don't know what yeah. the Thunder. It really depends on what the Thunder do. That Carmelo Anthony contract is really intriguing to me. So we'll they see what they buy, do there. They need to buy that out. <laughs> they it, it it's really. I think they do too. I think they need to cut their because losses that's there. Just, that's just going to be too much drama. Dude doesn't want to bench, but no. they want him to bench. It's just not a good situation. If the cards are played right, they could be a three seed. But, I mean, if we're looking at in comparison, even to the Lakers in Oklahoma City, I still think if you had to pick a team that might have to be able to get the three seed, has a better advantage, I would still say Oklahoma City because if you still have that three uh, in Mello, Westbrook, and George, I mean, we know George and Westbrook can play off each other. I mean, statistics and everything actually show that they did, and everyone's saying that Westbrook's a team killer. I mean, they played off each other really well. I was well. going to say, they, they figured something out. There, yeah, there they is figured, something they, to that. They figured something out. So I think because if they can just, because they've had a year to 
uh, to get used to each other and work out those kinks. So I think they might have the advantage because they've it's not it's not new to them. They it's just a matter of working out some kinks. Um, but it's gonna be interesting. They're gonna the Lakers are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I they're gonna be a top five seed. I don't think they're gonna be a top three seed. It really depends. Free agency is still going on. We could we could end this recording and then something breaks, it, and which then, will probably happen because which will probably yeah, happen. That's how it works. You know, we we can be watching fireworks for the Fourth of July, and then all of a sudden, wham! The Lakers land someone huge. So I we'll, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't. That's why I have my notifications on now. So we'll, um, we'll see. My three seed for next year in the West is actually New Orleans. I think it's that possible. the addition losing Boogie Cousins is good for them, and um, Julius Randle. That signing's big too. He's such a baller. I he don't is think a baller. he got the. He didn't get the respect he uh, he deserved no. in L.A. And I honestly reason, don't think he got the respect. He for deserved. whatever reason, he wanted out of L.A. He got out and he got his money in New Orleans. So I'm happy for him there. Well, they also lost. He Rondo. said that he. What he that? said that he wanted out uh, of the Lakers. It was right after they signed LeBron and they got the other moves. And he said he actually went to the Lakers and told them to renounce his rights because he saw that his role would have been diminished. Right. And he saw that he wasn't going to be as much of a – he wasn't – his role in the future wasn't going to be as prominent. You know, I mean, I mean Obviously. with LeBron James alone, yes. But, I mean, with, with the rest of that young core and everything and all the moves they were going in, I, it makes sense. Yeah. I think – I mean, it's a shame. I really would have loved to see him work it out there. But at the same time, I can see exactly what he meant with all those other young pieces that they still have to work in. And you know that they're still trying to go get a Kawhi Leonard. I mean, three words, three words only. Secure the bag, you know. And he he went, he secured the bag with New Orleans. So, and I, think I mean, he, and I think that's a much better fit for him. Oh, honestly. absolutely. Because now he's he's the number two dude in New Orleans. Yeah. And behind a monster, I think top three player in the NBA in Anthony Davis. Oh, hands down. Who I think can carry this Pelicans team to a top three seed. I really and you do. think about it, whoever doesn't box out Anthony Davis, you have to deal with a glass cleaner like Julius Randle. So that's exactly. a lot of rebounds going the Pelicans' way. I yeah, I agree. They're they're my dark horse in the West next year. Um, but I I have I have the Lakers making the playoffs. But I think they're like a six through eight seed, only because historically, LeBron teams are not good the first year. Like yeah. his, uh, I don't. The first year in Miami, they did not figure things out. They lost to Dallas, right? Yeah. And then their his first year back in Cleveland, they really their regular season wasn't that good. And then they lost to Golden State after losing Kawhi, or geez, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. So historically, LeBron teams, they're great because LeBron's on the team, but they're not as good as they can be. They don't reach their full potential until the second year. So right. they will make the playoffs because LeBron, I don't think they're going to do too much this year, though. And l- like you've been saying, this is a would, long-term This is a long term thing. I would like to, right, and I would like to put a big, fat asterisks to my season predictions the asterisks being if they get a Kawhi Leonard or even a Kemba Walker they're in on right now if they if they get another star yes. if they get another star I will change my tone it might not be a drastic change but it will be a definite change of tone if they get but Kawhi as this roster is... yeah if they get Kawhi they're a top three in the west 
Agreed. Yeah. 100%. But as, as this roster is currently uh, constructed, if the season were to start tomorrow, they're a playoff team, they're not a high seed, and they're going to have a tough time getting at it that first round. I agree. Um, so, yeah, let's stay in the West now with the – so the 73-win Warriors went out and got Kevin Durant. The world blew up and said, give him the title. And we were right because they went out and won the next two championships with Kevin Durant. And now, after winning two championships, after adding Kevin Durant, they have now gone out and added the injured Boogie Cousins. One year, it's a one year deal for 5.3. I think it's the league minimum. Yep. Um, Just a, or a, it's a little bit over. It's, it's a little, a little bit yeah. over. I think they had. It's close it's to def- the league It's not minimum. the mid level exception. Right, but they definitely. I think it was the max. They it was the most they were able to to offer with the cap space or what left of cap space they have yeah. on them. Yeah. So this is interesting. In so when this happened again, like the Kevin Durant situation, the internet blew up. I even said it. Give them the championship because here's my thinking, and I still I still stand by this. This team is going to win without Boogie, but you add Boogie to that. And it, it just makes it that much more impossible. So that's my thing on it. But coming down from this and listening to the man in sports that I worship the most, Colin Coward, he, he goes into depth about how, okay, Boogie Cousins is hurt until January or February. So they don't have him for most of the season. But like I said, that's fine. They're a great team without him. Once he gets there, though, this is a torn ACL. This is uh, Achilles. Or Achilles. Uh, yeah, yeah, Achilles, Achilles. yeah. This is a career ender for a lot of people, and it, and it's a career killer if you do actually come back because it, uh, Elton Brand, he was a two-time All Star, tore his Achilles, n- n- was never the same. Never was the same. Um, Chauncey Billups effectively ended his career. It, the list goes on, and so coming back from that injury is going to be very difficult. That's why it's interesting that it's only a one-year deal because I look at this now, obviously I think the main reason is he's, he wants a ring, but the reason that he picked this one-year contract is because he's going to use this as a um, audition to the rest of the NBA. I don't think he's auditioning to the Warriors. I don't think he re-signs with the Warriors next year. I don't think they have the caps. No, I, I think I think it's financially impossible for, I, uh, for I agree him because they don't have the bird rights to him. Exactly. So uh, this is his audition to the rest of the NBA. Hey, I'm back from my Achilles injury, and I'm still back. Or I'm not. <laughs> you know, it, it's very th- – this is going to be his audition tape to, to sign with the new team next year. So I, that's my thought. It, I I still stand by the fact that the Warriors will win the cha- championship next year. My th- my theory was before that I thought it was possible that the Rockets could beat them in the playoffs, but then they went and lost to Riza. I don't think they can beat the Warriors without Ariza because they're not a good defensive team and he was he was their number one defensive dude and he guarded Kevin Durant. So I think without him, I don't I, I just don't think they can beat him. And then I was hoping with that theory that the Lakers and the Rockets would be in the Western Conference Finals and LeBron would have a better shot beating the Rockets and the Warriors. That was my whole (laughs) Laker conspiracy. But 
now that just it, it just all seems to because if he comes back February, he has a couple months to get back into the swing of things and learn how to play with this Golden State team. Once they get to the playoffs, it's going to be over. I, and I, it would be over <laughs> without Boogie. That's that. That's why this is so big because this Warriors team is so good without him. Like they're champions without him, and now you're adding him. So, I, so yeah, Connor, what are your thoughts to this? To this whole boogie situation my initial thought was the first one of my friends who decides to pick the lawyers in 2k19 is getting a swift kick out of my room yeah uh, when i go back to whitewater they're <laughs> um, officially untouchable in 2k um, you know they're almost on par with the level of that 2014 miami heat team which is like all right if you even touch them i don't want to talk uh, you're banned from my room you know you're banned from my xbox but you know everything everything that you uh, just said uh, regarding the Warriors and Boogie getting back into the fold when he gets back, which you know might not be until after the All Star break in 2019. It's all possible, but at the same time, I think that's all best case scenario. It is all best, not even best case. I'm, let me take that. That's perfect case scenario. You know, if you're the Golden State Warriors, that is perfect case scenario. You get a Demarcus Cousins back, even if he's back 100, percent but doesn't, but only plays. 75% like an uninjured like DeMarcus Cousins did before the Achilles injury that is still a, that is still 75% of a dominant all-star center that you just plug into your starting lineup and you know and yeah they would it, it, it's it's easy in, in a league where the big man is going away you would, you have someone who's kind of a hybrid he's a throwback but he can also step back and hit a three when he wants to so it is perfect case scenario for the, for, for the Warriors with the whole DeMarcus Cousins thing, if that if it all works out for them. And, you know, as much as I hate the Warriors right now, I want it to work out for DeMarcus Cousins' sake because, as you yes. mentioned, an Achilles injury is – it's a career killer. It's a career-altering alt, injury. It's – it. I think the Achilles injury to careers, to a basketball player's career, I think it's gotten worse. I think it's – does you – does your career worse than an ACL does? Because even with medical advancement, I still think an Achilles injury is so much harder to come back from from an ACL injury. Yeah. I mean, look at Russell Westbrook; he destroyed his knees, and you wouldn't know it by looking at him. Absolutely, or watching him play. The thing that I was thinking about, you know, once I came down from the whole "this is insane" feeling about it, you know, when I was just laughing about how ridiculous this was after I had after you know. I basically got a stern talking to on Facebook and everything about this. Uh, and a couple uh, of mental breakdowns that I had, yeah. Right, you know, after all this. This is a big risk, but could also come to a big reward for DeMarcus. Yes. Because, you know, at first he said, oh, no, he, he, uh, him and his agent came out and said, oh, nobody gave me a contract everything which was proven false the the pelicans gave him a two gave gave him that two-year deal i don't think it was it wasn't the max but i think it was still hovering around that 40 50 million dollar contract range so i mean boston offered him something and la la was talking to him and offered but then pulled the offer yeah right and and, and you mentioned boston which i don't even want to think about boston if they had him (laughs) Um, uh that's that they're basically warriors east if they added the marcus cousins but you know you know, it's a big, it's a big risk and big reward because okay, you 
forego this contract offer for the Pelicans that they gave you well before free agency. Um, I believe they offered it to him middle of the season. I think it was around the time either shortly at I think it was before he de- he destroyed the Achilles actually. So they offered him that contract and he turned it down. And then it was still on the table for the longest time and he kept on saying no and the Pelicans were like, "All right, fine, bye." And then of then of course the Achilles injury and then everything that happened. Right. The reward here is obvious. The reward here is you play with the team that is probably going to win the championship. The reward here is if you at least play 75% of how you were before the injury, you're going to get that money in a a loaded free agency class. Like, he doesn't have to worry about that. So, I mean, the the rewards are there. You play well when you come back. If you can show people that, you know, as a big man who, you you know, as a big man who likes to get physical too, if you can still play on that Achilles... Not only might you, not only will you probably win the title, but you're getting that fat contract extension that you were probably gonna maybe not as big as he would have gotten this free agency had he not torn the Achilles, but still right. a pretty big payday. Yeah. However, however, the risk here was we know the Warriors are not going to resign him. No. That much we know. This is a this is a one and done thing. This is a hey, we're gonna take a chance on you. It doesn't hurt us much if. If you play well, congratulations, you get a ring. If you it's, don't play well, congratulations, we uh, will still get a ring. Your career just probably exactly. Isn't the same. It's risk free for the Warriors. They exactly. they're going to win without him, so why not bring him on? Exactly, and the, and but it's a bigger risk for Demarcus Cousins because let's say that this Achilles injury really messes him up. He does not come back the same way. I mean, he might not, regardless, but. I mean, I just mentioned that he could play 75% of uninjured DeMarcus Cousins. What if he plays 50? What if he plays 45%? You know, what if he just, everything, his place out, everything just has to be altered. It's just so awkward and everything. Yeah, he gets a title, but that payday is not going to come big. He might get a one or two year deal. He might, the deal, the offer that he got for the Warriors might be the best offer that he gets next year if he doesn't, if he doesn't prove something next year Absolutely. and so that's why it's a big risk because you risk security yes you risk security that you had with the new orleans pelicans but it was short-term security it was only a two-year so yeah you're not going to be out in 2019 unless it was a unless the second year was a player option or a team option or something like that but you but you still have a short-term short-term deal you're still going to be out in a free agency class that's going to be littered with all these amazing rookies but they're going to be restricted free agents but still that's a pretty that's a 2020 is a pretty decent free agency class at least at least from what 2k tells me um (laughs) and you still have a chance to get that money you know you know and even and even if he did hurt his achilles and everything like that too if he signed that two-year deal with the pelicans again you have that security and it's even and it's even better for him because even if he doesn't full uh, play fully like a big man that's anthony davis standing right next to you you know with the golden state warriors you still have a distinct responsibility to grab those rebounds mm-hmm. set these screens for steph and the others step outside and and hit the mid-range and everything like occasionally that occasionally hurt the other Occas- team's uh star player <laughs> right if, you know word to zaza Pachulia. Yeah. um but you know it's it's the security thing after the word came out that there was a long-term 
long term contract on the table for him. That's when I was like, ooh, he better come back. Now I really want him to come back and at least be a – I don't want to say serviceable because even then that still wouldn't really benefit him. He just needs to be a great – he needs to have a great comeback. Not be dominant like he was, but he just needs to be great. There's, Or at the very least, good. Because if he doesn't, that's going to come back to haunt him in the bank account and the contract and everything. I mean, and again – Maybe he doesn't care because he he gets the ring and maybe that alters his perception after a while. But then let's look at the fact that what if the Warriors don't win? Like what if the Warriors don't win the NBA Finals? Then you don't have a ring. And if you don't play well, you don't have that security because they're not bringing you back unless you're completely fine within the prime of your career settling for the league minimum. What do you? Where do you go then? Sure, there's going to be a team out there who's going to be like, here, take the money because you're DeMarcus Cousins. We have faith in you. There's always the one team who does yeah. it. With an Achilles injury, there aren't going to be many. So, is it's like like you mentioned, it is completely risk free for the Warriors. It is a hundred and twenty percent risk free for the Warriors. You get DeMarcus Cousins if he plays well. Congratulations. Let's let's just hand you the Larry O'Brien Trophy at this yeah. point. If he doesn't play well, eh, it's fine. You'll probably still get the Larry O'Brien Trophy. It just come. It's just unfortunate that Demarcus Cousins' career will never really be the same. And he had an opportunity to have some form of security, to have an opportunity to secure the bag, which is going to be my key phrase here when it comes to free agency and when it comes to play, especially when it comes to Demarcus Cousins. But it's it's such a big risk, you know. Like I said, on the surface, when it first happened, I was just like, this is unreal. Like, someone turn off the fantasy draft in, in 2K right now. But, now. but after all the reports came out and everything like that, now I'm just like, for his sake, I hope it works out. Not for the Warriors' sake, but for DeMarcus Cousins'. And, for Cousins' sake, I hope it works out. Because if it doesn't, this risk isn't exactly a calculated one. Even if he does get a ring, if we're talking for just his career outlook, is it's not a really great calculated risk at all. Right. And you, you mentioned it earlier, the chance that the Warriors don't win. It's interesting because the Pelicans, when they traded for him, were not in the best spot. They were doing decent, but then they traded for him, and they never really found a rhythm with him. And they never figured out how to play Anthony Davis and him at the same time. It wasn't working out too well. I'm pretty sure they weren't looking at playoffs. And then all of a sudden he gets hurt before the All-Star game. Anthony Davis balls out, and this Pelicans team makes a run and then sweeps the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. I think the league looked at that and said, okay, this dude got hurt and the team got better. Without They're better without him. They swept in the playoffs without him. I think a lot of teams looked at that, especially the Lakers. That's probably one of the reasons they pulled because I don't, I, this this dude might not be worth it locker room wise, play style wise, exactly, yep. and now injury wise. So right, I mean you have I mean you have the double whammy right there uh, with the with the oh Raymond Felton just re-upped uh, with the Thunder. How uh, do the but, Thunder still have money? I don't mid level. I'm assuming this, these are all vet, veterans minimum They've and mid level exception uh, contracts They've now. Be, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Demarcus Cousins now faces that makes this risk an even bigger risk for him because 
he has that reputation and has had that reputation of being a locker room. I don't want to say cancer. Uh, I think that's. I think we. I think in a way that phrase just needs to be eliminated now. Yeah. Uh, we need to find a new word for it. He's a disturbance. He's a. He's a disturbance in the locker room. You know, is until I find a better word for it. But I think that might be the most accurate word for it. So yeah, so we as, ha- so I was going to say that. Yeah, and then the injury. Go, yeah, my, my my bad. Yeah, he has the the history of that, and then with the injury now, and like like I said, man, I for his sake, for his career, I mean, for his bank account, which I'll take now, even if even if it doesn't work out for him, I'll, I'll take his bank account for now. Real. But but for his sake, I really really hope this risk of his, which is not calculated at all, in my opinion, it is it's simply not. I I hope it works out for him because it because do, if it doesn't his career is not going to be the same the money he gets isn't going to be the same and I mean in like I said in the twenty there's other there's great people in that 2019 draft uh, draft class in that 2019 well yes the draft class too but in the free agency there's the free a agency lot class for 2019 is insane it's the only reason why people think this one is better was because Paul George and LeBron James were for a brief but the, 72 hour period. The quantity agency. mixed with the quality next year is just incredible. Exactly. So I, for his sake, man, I, I hope it works out. Even if the Warriors don't win a ring, I just want him to play well. I, 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 he, there's no choice here, but he has to. I, I'm so much of a Warriors hater that I really hope, and I feel bad for saying this because I, the dude is a good talent, whatever. I really hope this doesn't work out for them. I hope he is a disturbance in the locker room. I hope he do- isn't fully healed, blah, blah, blah. I hope he costs them a title. I really hope that this is the demise of the Golden State Warriors. I really I do. am very. I am also very curious to know how he's going to fit into that locker room. Which I know it could Draymond, be. I know Draymond recruited him, which it's Draymond. Which I know what? I know. I know Kevin Durant recruited him. I know Steph Curry had a little bit of a weight. I know Steve Kerr went hard for him. You know, he was going after this dude hard. That's all great. You know, that's all great. I mean, people were going after Dwight Howard once upon a time, you know, intently in free agency and everything. And, you know, he was still a locker room curse. Right. So I want to know how he's going to fit into that culture in Golden State. Is he going to step in, shut his mouth, and go to work knowing that he has the injury and the and the, and the history on him against him? I don't know. I mean, I don't. That's why part of me is like, okay. Part of me is like, yeah, let's hand him the title. But another part of me is like, eh, let's hang on to, let's hang let's on wait. to good old Larry real quick because it's all on paper. This is amazing. Yeah. But that's on paper. We still gotta let the games play out. We still gotta see how he works himself into the. Fo- he could be a he could be great in the locker room, but he he might not be he could easily not find his way and not find a rhythm on the court. He might not gel. He could literally just be okay. I'm just going to stand here and grab rebounds. That's it. And granted, that's sure that might be all he has to do because look at the talent around him. But still, you know, it's we got to see how the sucker works out because, like as you mentioned, the, he could disturb that locker room. He could ruin that culture. And if he ruins what's been a good thing for almost half a decade, then. Pff, Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. With, yeah. With his one-year deal and him being so devastating to a locker room, and then you lose Clay Thompson, and then you start to lose, you know, then your your cap space is a little messed up because of all these big signings. I think this really could be one of the – it could be 
the starting downfall for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, but, agreed. Agreed. If there's if there's a point where the where the dynasty could start to crumble, this I think this is this it. could be it. This could be the starting point of the wall starting to fall. I agree. Um, so let's stay in the West some more. Why not? Because it has everyone. Um, Jimmy Butler today uh, apparently reportedly told the Timberwolves that he wants out. He's not going to re-up with them next year, which most people kind of figured. Um, but he he straight up told them today, I'm not re-signing with you guys. I'm not going to stay in Minnesota. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what the verbiage was, but he's very unhappy with the locker room and the environment of the franchise. Um, he thinks that Cat plays too lackadaisical, that he's not focused enough on winning. He he just wants to go to a new environment, right? I, so, you know what all this you know what all this is you know what what all this is all this scream and I can say this as a Bulls fan. I can say this as a Bulls fan who is still petty and still angry about him about this. All this says is I'm not the center of attention. The ball needs to be in my hand. I don't have the talent that I want around me. And I don't have the leverage like I did when I was in Chicago when I had everyone traded to suit me. And when it didn't work out, it was fine because I still got my money. I still got traded. This is why. This is why it frustrates me as a Bulls fan when I'm sitting here and everyone is just like, oh, well, Jimmy Butler was this and he didn't do this to the locker room. He got your two. He got three of the team's undisputed leaders who have been there and done that before him, and Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, and Joakim Noah, and he got them all shipped out of there. Rose was traded. Taj and Joe. Taj was traded. Thibodeau they got let, fired. Yeah, Thibodeau got fired. They let they let uh, Joakim walk in free agency. You know, yep. this is a guy who after. Again, I'll give him credit. He had the one good year when everybody got hurt. When D-Rose went down again, you know, the rest of the team was kind of crumbling. He put the team on his shoulders, and he established established himself as a star. All of a sudden, then the next offseason, he was just like – or the next preseason, he was like, oh, yeah, this is my team now. I'm the leader of this team. No, you're not. No, you're not. Joakim Noah is still in that locker room. Derrick Rose, the heart and soul of Chicago – on that team is still in that locker room. Taj Gibson still in that locker room. Tom Thibodeau still coaching you. Yeah. And he got all of them gone. He finally got the system he wanted. The ball was in his hands and, and blah, they, blah 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 blah. And they all and followed they, him to Minnesota. <laughs> and they all followed him to Minnesota. Yeah. And now he and now he wants out. Now he wants to tell me. He wants to tell the world that he wants. This is what I've been trying to tell Bulls fans. This is what I've been trying to tell anyone. Anyone who's like, oh, you just hate Jimmy Butler and you're you're just still stuck on Derrick Rose. No, 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 no. I know a locker room problem when I see it. He is one. Yeah. You don't mean to tell me that you pull this stuff not once, but now you have the audacity to say that twice when, again, similar scenario. Who was there before him? Carl Anthony Towns was. Was he playing a little bit lackadaisical? Andrew goal? Wiggins. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, exactly. Was he was he playing lackadaisical? I don't know. Doesn't look like it. I think all this has to do with because they're not playing to Jimmy Butler's standards. Is Jimmy Butler a star in this league? Uh, yeah. I, I would I, argue. I, guess. I would argue that this is bad because he he's not a number one dude. He's a star. He's not. But a he's not a number one dude. dude. He's got to be a number he's two. Not. I think. 
a perfect situation for this was, would be him to get traded to L.A., but then he's the number two to LeBron and the focus isn't on him. So uh, so it doesn't sound ideal for him. The, he needs to change his mindset or he just needs to go play in Atlanta where he's going to be the focus and, right. and, and not make the, the playoffs in the East. <laughs> the, the, the rumor is here is that he and Kyrie Irving want to play with each other. Because apparently and that they're might- friends. Right, and that might not even be in Boston because Kyrie wants his contracts up. He wants to go to New York, Brooklyn. You know, I heard Bro- I heard that they're going to meet up in Brooklyn. Right, Brook Brooklyn. I think it's either going to be the Knicks or the right. Nets. Wherever oh, I know there's I know there's a bunch of writers here that are thinking, wait a second, they could actually Butler can come back to Chicago and bring Kyrie Irving with them, uh, bring Kyrie Irving with him no. because of the cap room. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I want it to happen? I will straight up tell you right now, even if he does bring Kyrie Irving, hell no. I don't want that to happen. And, and yeah. everybody who listens to this, and if they're a Bulls fan, can call me stupid, crazy. They, they, could, they could say that I've been living in Wisconsin long enough and become a Bucks fan, or they could say that if they could say that I've just been too much of on LeBron's back. I don't care. I don't want him back in this city. The man, you said it best. He needs to change his outlook or just learn to just shut up and just learn. He doesn't have to be the guy. He can be one of the guys. He Does he not realize that when him and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and Jeff Teague, by the way, oh, when, they are, yeah. when they all get it together, they can do some damage. The common the, – the, but the one thing that just has to happen – Jimmy Butler just needs to shut up and realize none of this would have happened probably if he didn't have to put the balls on his back that, I agree. that one year. And if he goes to join a team with Kyrie, he's not going to be the focus of that team. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he realizes exactly. that because if he doesn't realize that already and he's not going to change his mindset, he's going to realize that once he gets to the team and it's going to be the same situation over again. I think that the Wolves are going to try to trade him. I think they're, it's going to be a high asking price. But because they could keep him, they only has one more deal and or one more year on the deal. So they, they could potentially keep him and ride it out and see what happens. But I think they're going to try to go get something for him. But it's going to be a I high think, asking price. I think they have to. There's no way. I mean, unless he has a sudden change of heart, he won't. It's Jimmy Butler. Unless he has a ch- But unless he has a change of heart... You almost have to trade them because they're not going to just let them walk for nothing. Exactly. But at the same time, how many teams are good? There's going to teams are going to want him. Yes. Okay. Here's but they're going to want that guarantee if he's going to resign, or if or if he's just going to be a rental. Here's That's here's my proposal. Here. Here's my proposal. Uh, Butler for Ingram and Hart and a draft pick to L.A. I don't think he plays well with LeBron. I mm. think he would be the perfect complement to LeBron. He would be, I think, but mindset-wise. I, yes. I think his play style is the perfect complement for LeBron. Yes, I agree. A guy who could play lockdown defense, a guy that you know could hit the three, the guy that you know could create his own shot. The Jimmy Butler, the player, I don't have a problem with. Jimmy Butler, the player, is the perfect side sidekick to LeBron James. Jimmy Butler, the man, Jimmy Butler, the ego, would destroy what the Lakers are trying to build right now. I'm just thinking this through now because now I'm thinking, okay, maybe LeBron could change him. Not, you know, he could maybe influence him a little more, change his mindset, 
maybe maybe he would want to play with someone like LeBron because he played with Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah, who were good other good role players and locker room leaders. But he was essentially the best player on these teams, even in Minnesota still. I would argue he's almost, if not the same skill level as Cat. So, even yeah. even when Rose was coming off that injury and everything and all of that, and Joe King was he was still in peak form when he was when Butler got good. I think if anything, they were they were kind of like a mini big three. They were a poor right. man's big right. three. I wouldn't call me personally. I wouldn't call Rose and Noah role players. I mean Jimmy Butler would, but they were yeah. role players. Uh, I think if they all learned to play nice together, yes. that. I mean, even we even saw it when they did in the times where they did look when they did play cohesively. What everyone said, this Bulls team could take Miami. This Bulls team could take Cleveland. This yeah. Bulls. Everyone thought if it, if it wasn't Miami, it was going to be the Bulls coming out of the East. Yeah, and that didn't happen. I just don't know where Butler can go where he finally just shuts it. I don't know where. Like I said, go to Atlanta, be the number one dude. Don't make the playoffs in the East. That's exactly. Um, I, don't, I don't know. The, the East is so weak right now. He probably will, but they won't go anywhere. Speaking of the East, let's Here move we go. over to there because I'm ready. with this LeBron move, we're already almost at an hour. I don't even care. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> with with this LeBron move to the East, it's it's interesting because now everyone is looking at who is now the king of the East, who is the best player. And the three names that keep getting mentioned are – DeMar DeRozan in Toronto. No. Exactly. Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. No, but I'm petty. I would say no because you should play a full season before you're considered better. That's part of the reason why I'm petty against Joel Embiid. The clear answer <laughs> is the newest, is the first international uh, super er, NBA player to be on the cover of NBA 2K, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's the clear answer, number one dude in in the East, and that might just be me being a Bucks fan. <laughs> I, Kyrie maybe a Kyrie's little. Kyrie's also up there. Kyrie's probably a healthy, yeah. a healthy Kyrie Irving. I think would be in the running. I think it's either he's one A or it's it's one A or one B. But this but, is yeah. I think this is Giannis's conference. Like, I, I, if yeah. if he can get we get we picked up Ursan. If the Bucks can do, which we already, I think was a stupid move, in all honesty, after all the other free agency moves, I don't think this was a wise move. No, I. It could be. It's got potential. It could be, but on paper, it was a dumb. One. On paper, because I think we paid too much for him. If we get him Agreed. for a smaller contract, I think it's a great move. But it it could potentially. I like Boonholzer. I have a lot of faith in him. Agreed, but there's so, something about Bucks and bad contracts the last two three years. I agree. Um, I don't know. I. I still think the Bucks are going to be a two seed this year. I think Boston has the one seed locked up. I think Agreed. the Bucks. I think the Bucks have a real shot at the two seed because I, Toronto could get it because they're good in the regular season. But I, I wouldn't be worried about them in the playoffs. Dwayne Casey ain't there, so I mean, I don't know. They're a five <laughs> seed at best for me. Dwayne Casey, coach of the year, um, gets fired. Unbelievable for real. That was I. They they tweeted him congratulations which was great after they fired him. And then the Spurs wished uh, Kawhi a happy birthday, and I thought that was on par with it. I think that's hilarious. I think the one man in the East who was, mo- who was most salty about LeBron leaving 
was Dwayne Casey because he leaves after he gets fired. He's like, all right. All Y'all right, had to sweep cool. me chill. and then just leave. That's fine. That's great. You leave after I get fired. If it wasn't because of you, I would have won the East. Great. Um. But- so... Giannis also went on the herd with Colin Coward and he because he was doing his media blitz for NBA 2K. And he, in Colin, being the man that I love, always asks these athletes the most one-sided, loaded questions to try to get these answers out of people. He said, would you ever leave, would you ever leave your team for L.A.? <laughs> Which I thought, great question, Colin. You're looking for one answer. We obviously – but. Giannis handled it perfectly. He said, no, never. I want to stay in Milwaukee. I want to win a championship in Milwaukee. I would never leave for L.A., even if they came knocking. I think that is a great answer, but I also think that's face of the franchise starter kit PR 101 right there. I believe him, though. It's a case of I believe him, though. I believe him, though. I I completely believe him, though. But every face of the franchise is going to say something like that. For the most part. Most For the most part, yeah. I, I would agree. But but I believe him. And this just makes me so ecstatic as a Bucks fan because now we, we got rid of Kidd and Prunty. Questionable coaching staff. We got Mike Budenholzer, and he brought in a lot of his Hawks dudes. I think that's a great coaching staff, especially defensively, which the Bucks have struggled with recently. Which they need. Honestly, exactly. Which is it's the most frustrating thing to watch about the. Bucks. We're the longest team in the league. How are we that bad defensively? It doesn't make any sense. Right. As as a as a as a person who adopted the Bucks, it took me one year to be like, wow, they can't play defense. No, it, it's it's strange. But with Giannis exponentially getting better every year, it seems like he. I think this. Maybe not this year, but next year. Especially with that free agent class, the Bucks are on track to win a title in 2019. My big thing here is the contracts. They're yeah. still on the hook for John Henson's contracts. They are still on the hook for Delhi's contract. They uh, now have Urson Ilyasova's contract to deal with. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to be able to retain Drew Bledsoe. And you better give Giannis Anetokounmpo every last dollar bill the state oh, we will. of Wisconsin has to produce. That man better not see the light of day. Of The only other uniform he should ever wear is the Greek uniform and the All-Star uniform. I agree. If Giannis leaves Milwaukee, I'm done. That's on, I, that's on I, Milwaukee then. That's that's on Milwaukee. I Do I think they're going to win a title in 2019? They're going to be title contenders. Obviously, I'm not saying this season, next year. I'm saying yeah. 2020 title. season, yeah, yeah they're, they're going to be contenders. Hell, I think they're contenders this year. I agree. So I, here's my I, thing. I, last year, I thought they were contenders if they if, – Oh, absolutely. If they, if they when they defense. were dominant. Um, so here's my thing. I think Golden State's going to fall off after this year. I hope. Because they're going to lose Clay Thompson and Boogie. Oh, you think he's gone? You <laughs> I think, think, I, think gone. Cl- I think Thompson's gone. I think he's going to have a sit-down meeting with Magic Johnson and LeBron James. And oh. end up in it. Ex- oh, wow. Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. Um, I think he's gone, so I think the Warriors fall off. The Rockets missed their win. Their window was so small, and I think it was this year, and they missed it. Chris Paul is only getting older. They lost Ariza. 
Capella's still iffy. He, you know, they think he, they're going to get him. They might not. We'll see. But I, I think they missed their window. LeBron needs to get another star, and if he doesn't do that, it's wide open in 2019-2020. And if the Bucks can offload some of these contracts, if Giannis can keep getting better like he has been, and if they can actually get another player with Giannis, I think they have a legitimate chance, like a, a legit chance to be the 2020 champions. Yeah, yeah, I think... I think the best thing to happen to Giannis and really the entire East, but especially for Giannis, the best thing for him, not so much his growth because he was going to do it regardless because the guy just gets better year in and year out. But the app, this is perfect case scenario for him, which was LeBron going West. Now you can take this Bucks team and I think the Bucks, I hope the Bucks rather, realize that there may never like for the duration of Giannis's contract and you better give this man a lifetime contract until he says he's retired but for the duration while he is in a bucks uniform in a significantly weakened east where there are maybe three or four teams that you're just like yep they can do it and the rest of them you're like eh, we'll there's, see there's four teams in the, the east who are guaranteed top four exactly yeah. and you look at that this Bucks team needs to do everything on this earth to put this team in a position to make it to the finals. Because I think if you take a team like this into the finals, a team that, and may I just say, and I saw this my, or our, or yeah, I think te- my technical my junior year because i'm because te- i'm going back for a victory lap this year so my actual third year at whitewater you know when you know when the when the warriors had that crazy win streak going on and the bucks busted this you know they they beat streak uh they're talking about brock lesnar here <laughs> um, you mentioned him earlier you know this bucks team they do such a phenomenal job of playing up to the competition it's unreal they they play I mean, up or down <laughs> to the teams they, they really play do. Yeah. they really do and it every time even when they played the warriors they always gave the warriors trouble there is something about them they the warriors could not put them away until the last two three minutes of the game now you mean to tell me that there's only two, three other teams in the East that they really have to really worry about? And then if they get to the finals, you're dealing with either the Warriors or at some point in the next three, four years, the Lakers? Lakers yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, I, they're, I, I still stand firm with my belief that last year they were title con- – or this past season they were title contenders. Yeah. When they were healthy, when they were playing well, they were title contenders. This season, I, I'm a little bit weary to say this, but I think the goal here might not be the NBA Finals. It's got to be the Eastern Conference Finals. You only have to realistically worry about Philly. You only have to realistically worry about Boston because they're about to come back at full strength, and we need to see what they're going to do. And the jury is still out on Toronto. They, I one think day they, they, I think they can beat Toronto in the playoffs. 
Right. One day they say they're about to blow it up, and then the next day, like, nah, we're keeping the same thing. And then the Pacers. We'll Pacers. The, the Pacers look. The, yeah, the Pacers were one of those teams that I think this year they're really gonna they're really gonna catch fire. But the goal, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, if you're Giannis and Atacumbo, it has to be the Eastern Conference Finals because we you talk about the window, our championship window. The window now becomes however long Giannis is in a Bucks uniform, Absolutely. or however long until one or two more stars decide screw the West, let's go East. But while the East is currently the way it is right now, unless Kawhi Leonard ends up in a Philly or a or a Boston uniform, and even then it's still the same scenario. The window is however long the East stay the way it is, and the however long Giannis stays in a Bucks uniform. I think next year is when they finally take the leap that I thought they were going to take this year. And if they take that leap, I think the Eastern Conference Finals is in reach for 2020. I think in 2021, I think if – put it this way. If they don't put if, – if they don't get in the NBA Finals by the time the World Cup gets into the United States, <laughs> and that's what, 2026? 20... 2020 2020 oh wow four years yeah it'd be 26 yeah yeah, yeah. it'll be 2020 it'll be 2026 roughly right if... where is it oh it's qatar in 22 yeah it's 2022 in, and then 26 uh, in qatar in yeah and then 26 okay. it's, it's it's in north america so it's possible i think they're already title contenders okay. i want i think i i think it would be great if they could add another star to him the only question is how can they get out these God awful contracts. If they can somehow get out these contracts, at least one or two of them. I'm looking at the at the NBA free agency next year. They they can look at people like uh, Clay Thompson. They can look at uh, Taj Gibson, Kyrie Irving. They could look at. They could look Jimmy Butler. Bring him. He played at Marquette. There's a lot of a cat. <laughs> if he doesn't resign, Booker. I think Booker's working on resigning. But you know, all this stuff. Christoph Porzingis is up next year. Yep. All these players that they could, if they can unload or, uh, geez, a contract, they could potentially go after. Giannis, I think, could say, hey, I'm one of the best, I'm the best player in the East. Come play with me. We can win the East. Yeah. Can so. you imagine how scary that would be if the unicorn and, and the Greek, Christaps and the Greek just. Yeah, I'm. I would all it. you need. All you need is a halfway decent point guard at that point. Yep. Honestly, so not Delhi. No. Nah, okay. He's on. He's on the bench anyway. So. so, back to Luke Walton. I want to or back to the Lakers and Luke Walton as the coach. I want to drop some really weird fun facts that I heard through a couple grapevines that I think makes this Lakers dynamic kind of interesting. So Luke Walton was drafted. 23rd overall in, I don't, whatever draft, 16, so the 2002 draft? Something like that. Maybe it was 2000, I don't know, 2003, I think. I, no, it was the 2003 draft. He was drafted 23rd overall. You know who was drafted number one in that draft? LeBron James. LeBron James. This was, was a, yeah, so that was 2003. That 2003. Was 2003 so they were drafted in the same year. I think that's really interesting. That he's now what a third year coach, <laughs> and LeBron's still playing. I love that. So that's that's already a weird dynamic. 
And then you add in the signing of Rajon Rondo, who eight years ago on the Celtics was playing, was guarding, and was being guarded by Luke Walton on the Lakers. So now you have this NBA champion who comes onto your team and who played you. <laughs> and he's like, phrase, what's up, coach? Go from the dark night. Either, how'd that phrase go? Either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself <laughs> become the villain. Exactly. That's what happened with Rondo here. I So I don't know. What's your whole thought on that whole dynamic? I think it's a weird Ooh. dynamic. I think – I think it makes it very hard for me to not call the NBA one of my my favorite league. You know, I think it makes it very hard. I think I think Major League Baseball still always sets the sentimental lockdown number yeah. one for me, but the NBA might be tearing down my sentimental values here. But I, I think it's awesome. I think, right? I think I think it's just hilarious. I this Laker know, team a, is going to be, especially if Lonzo stays on and Lavar's in the background. This, this Laker team is going to be incredibly entertaining. It, of course, it would be in Hollywood. Ab- absolutely. That's, that's literally the only thing I have to say about all of this is it could only happen in Hollywood, and it is happening in Hollywood. And the Lakers are as Hollywood as it gets. So. I, I love yeah. yeah I'm 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 here for it I just you know I'm I've I want the preseason to get here already I'm probably I know I'm I ready. just like I just like let's go the first like, time I that I see this. the first time that I see LeBron James in Staples Center in that yellow jersey it will just be so mind-boggling to me and I can't wait I, for that day to happen right I sincerely hope the only reason somebody texts me that day when the Lakers play is if they're in either inviting me to watch a game or asking to come over to watch the game. We will be if, watching that game together. Because <laughs> if, if that game, even if that game is on during an AYCD, I'll be like, hey, sorry, late game. I'll probably be, I'll, I'll come out after the game. It'll be one in the morning. I still got an hour. Oh, yeah, no, yep. It's fine. <laughs> watch the game at the bar. Nope. Sorry. I mean, we could. It's possible. You know, it's it's very possible. That I know during NBA fun. cheap shots had him on. You know, the pub will have it on too. Oh, absolutely, that could be fun. Okay, so that's I mean, all I wanted we'll, to bring we'll see, up. But, yeah. I thought that that whole Luke Walton situation is super interesting. Yeah, I hysterical, love it. Honestly. Um, okay, enough of the NBA because all there's right. something else going. Incredibly, like this has been wild, a, a fantastic World Cup going on in Russia right now. Because I'm not even I'm not even a big football dude. But this has been incredible to watch. Like, uh, there's so many shootout games, so many low-scoring, close games. It, it's just been incredible to watch. So uh, we're already <laughs> we're, at the, we're at the hour and ten mark. So we won't we won't spend too much time on this. But I I want to get your thoughts on who you think will make it to the final game and who will win out of those two teams. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I can give you mine if you want to think about it for a little bit. Yes, please. I'm about to pull up my World Cup app right okay, now. Okay, so. okay. I right now, and I said this before the round started. I uh, you can ask who was I talking? I, I Kyle was, was on that Tom? day. Oh. It was Kyle. Kyle was on, and we were talking about it. He said he likes France, and he liked England. I also like England out of that out of that side, but I ha- I want Brazil. Er, I think Brazil can outplay France. Yeah. Because I mean Neymar. <laughs> Neymar is just that good. Rolling around, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I think Brazil looked like the best team 
in the first round or in the round of 16. I think they looked like the best team in the cup. Um, England, obviously, with Kane, they're a contender, especially that side of the bracket is just weaker. Um, so, and I think they can take care of Sweden. They can take care of Russia that's, or that's, Croatia. That Sweden one is gives me worries. Sweden is Sweden... so interesting. Me and Kyle talked about this, too. They're such a shock. Like, everyone was like, Zlatan's not playing. You know, Sweden's not going to be Sweden's fun to watch. stronger than people give them credit they're for. They're a yeah. very surprising and strong team. But I still think England could will get by them. So I, ha- I have uh, Brazil beating England in my bracket. First, well, first of all, I would like to say my World Cup champion got bounced in the round of sixteen. So, <laughs> wait, didn't who did you have? I had I had Portugal winning it all this year. Oh, that's right. I, I well, legitimately it, had I, I, I had, had Argentina. Remember <laughs> winning it all this year, and if. All anyone needed to ask why was if they looked at my actual Twitter name until LeBron James went to L.A., my Twitter name was literally Mornaldo. That yep. should tell everyone the reason number one why I wanted Portugal to win. Which disappointed spoiler me. Alert, because the- I am not Portuguese, everyone. <laughs> to my knowledge, I am not Portuguese. But I had to pick someone since the United States wasn't in it. I picked my favorite player's right. nationality. Same. So- I, picked, I picked Argentina. They were my so- pick. And they uh, all, they too got bounced in the first round. <laughs> but, you know, if I, if somebody told me to pick a team that didn't have my favorite player, I would have just carried over my pick from four years ago, which was Brazil. So, um, and I look on the side of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, Sweden, England, Russia, Croatia, England and Sweden's going to be a good game. It is, and I Russia, I, I would almost say that the winner of that match goes on. Like yeah, they, they, I, they I, I completely final. agree because, you know, Russia, they're a surprising team right now. It's good mm-hmm. to see that they're going far, you know, in their, mm-hmm. you know, at in, when, in their home World Cup. But Croatia's, Croatia, Croatia's really good, too. I feel like Croatia can all, can beat England in the semifinal, but I think there's something about this England team. Yeah, you know, I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I mean, Brazil was if for like I said for me, if it wasn't Portugal winning it all, it was Brazil winning it all for me. So I have Brazil England going to the final as far as who wins. If I'm gonna go by my prediction wise, I'll say Brazil. But there is also a part of me. But there's also part of me that wants England to win because the gr- the greatest thing about the United States not making it make it making the World Cup this year, it gave me the ultimate flexibility to have the one team and at least two backups. Yeah. And my two backups were Brazil because I like Brazil and England because I have I personally I have some weird ass love for that country I've always wanted to go there and that's the one league that I watch all the time in the Premier League so right. if I could have two out of the three teams that I picked before the World Cup in the final that would be great I'll just sit there and watch so I have Brazil and England also in the final as far as who wins I don't realistically I don't think England beats Brazil right but do you know how I I want I kind of want England too, just so I can see the fan cams and see people at the watch parties and bars in England absolutely go bonkers so yeah well we'll see what happens uh but yeah I'm pretty much making it a mission now to watch I mean I think I've watched 
all but maybe three, four games this entire tournament. Me too. I think I've but, missed about three, but I am watching every single one from here yep, on out. Yep, every game from here on out, I'm watching. Every single game has been entertaining. Like, they're just so fun and incredible goals. That France game, as much as I hated watching Argentina lose, that France team looked really impressive. Can we talk about how Kylian Mbappe is? I mean, Mbappe. everyone talks about the heir apparent to uh, to Leo and Ronaldo's throwing his name are. I think we need to start throwing Kylian Mbappe this in this Mbappe talk, dude's too. crazy. He, he's quick. He's super quick, and he, he's got good instincts. I can tell that right off the bat just watching that one game. Dude's got some great instincts. Just he was accomplishing athlete. more in life at 19 than I did. <laughs> It's from 19 Isn't it sad? Combined. We're watching this dude and we're talking about him. He's making millions in the World Cup. I mean, and between, we're two years older than him. At the year 19, <laughs> and I'm 22 right now, in the four years between, including uh, when I was 19, but now when I'm 22, about to be 23 this year, the dude can literally, the dude's just, he's insane. He's it's 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 making it impossible for me to not root for France here because I do have some of my favorite players, but good lo- if if Mbappe isn't a star, if he isn't if he wasn't already in the conversation of who's going to be the next Leo Messi yeah. or the next Cristiano Ronaldo, if Neymar's already in the conversation, we better start throwing Mbappe in this conversation because you know? the dude's and, special. He's there's a reason why he's a wonder kid, and I think he might be the best wonder kid we've seen in I mean the soccer world has seen in a while. So that's why part of me is just like even people who hate soccer. I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they're just like, "Oh, soccer, 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 soccer." That's all you've been talking about recently, soccer, soccer. I remember when you used to hate soccer, 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 and all of a sudden you liked it in 2008, soccer, soccer, soccer. I'm like, "Hey, you're sounding a lot like me when I was eight. So let me so let me talk to you now." Let me talk to eight-year-old me now. Watch the tournament now. So anyone listening right now, if you haven't watched the tournament, I beg of you. I plead of you. Watch the tournament. Go watch. Even if you, just, even if you decide to just wait till the World Cup final, it's better than nothing. Just watch now. Well, because I wasn't I, – I was not a football fan coming into this cup, but I have watched all of these uh, round of 16 games, and it has turned me into a soccer fan. It really has. I I'm all in on this on this World Cup. It's been so fun to watch. It's just been incredible. And um, you know, I've been a soccer fan before, between all the Manchester jerseys I wore. Oh, which, absolutely. by the way, I lost my Alexis Sanchez jersey at Whitewater. That's, that's sad. I it is very sad. But you know what? I'll just I'll buy one with a bunch of the uh, Champions League patches, and I'll get it online for twenty bucks. So I'll <laughs> exactly. find a way. <laughs> I'll I will find a way. I'm gonna it, be it'll getting, come back. I'm gonna be getting a Messi jersey because I love Argentina's powder blue stripes jerseys. That was that's a clean jersey. They're so nice. Okay. <laughs> this was a fun episode. One last thing for today from both of us. Um my one last thing. Brock Lesnar is very damaging to the WWE. This dude in 15 months of being universal champion, he has defended it 11 times. Only 11 times. CM Punk held the title for 434 days. And I'm pretty sure he defended it upwards of almost 50 times. Yeah. This, I think I remember seeing like a, a graph about it's this. It's something ridiculous like that. Lesnar has had it a couple months, two months past that now. And 
he's defended it a, a lot less. It, it's just it's terrible. First of all, this is a new t- a relatively new title, so it's completely damaging to that. It having only one championship, one singles championship on your main flagship show is just incredibly insulting to your fans. It's devaluing your singles and it's hard to create an ent- an entertaining 3-hour span of wrestling when you don't have your top dude. Even, especially when even every when other writing, week. especially when the writers are already getting bagged on when the when the title is consistently on on the show. Exactly. And now so the title it already is missing. Puts, yeah. Right. So I mean, no, I completely agree with you on that. I think I think I might actually have to piggyback off you on that one. I think the biggest thing, oh by the way, everyone who's listening, if you haven't already if you haven't, if you know me for a long time and you're, and you're just not figuring this out, spoiler alert: I still watch the WWE. Same. Yes, I know that. I've done. Right. I've done two full episodes on the WWE now. I think. My, I think they'll know by now. <laughs> right. I'm fully aware that everything is "quote unquote" not real. I am older. I'm aware. I get it. I'm we fine. know that it's not real wrestling. We <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> like, I get it. If you call me a ch- if you call me a child, you're probably right because I still play Sonic the Hedgehog video games. But that's besides the point. Um, but no, I think I think it's I think it's very damaging. Uh, not only to Raw, but I think the entire WWE because you, I mean, you already have this stigma about part timers and everything like that, and you have supposedly, you know, who I feel bad for during all of this. During the whole Brock Lesnar thing, I don't feel bad for Roman Reigns here. No. I kind of do feel bad for no. Finn Balor here. Oh yes, I kind of I do feel bad for a Braun Strowman. I feel bad for a lot of these people. I feel bad for anyone on Raw, really. Right, right. Samoa exactly. Joe. I feel bad for Samoa Joe. Yeah. But you want to know who I really, really feel bad for right now? And who? oddly enough, this person is also on Raw. Who? I feel bad for Ronda Rousey because of all this. And yeah. the reason why is because with all of this stuff going on, you know, we've still yet to see her wrestle on Raw. Who haven't we seen wrestle on Raw in God knows when? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, Ronda, someti- Ronda will sometimes appear, sometimes she won't. She'll have a segment, sometimes she won't. It'll be a long one, it'll be a short one. Who's kind of been famous for doing that the last few years? Brock Lesnar. You, you know, it's, you know... When Brock Lesnar signed on, he was supposed to have all these dates and everything and show up and all of that. When when Ronda Rousey signed, she was supposed to be a full-timer and everything, but she also has her sporadic dates. Who kind of started all this? Brock Lesnar. My only argument. (laughs) I hate that you're making these comparisons, but I hate that you're right about these comparisons. I don't don't want to make the comparisons. You know how much of a Ronda fan I am. But, like, you're right. The only argument that I have is... Ronda's not going back to UFC. She has said no. that this is her life now. She is 100% committed. So I Thank think God. I think that's going to help. And I think right now them keeping her off of TV and not wrestling TV matches just yet is protecting her and easing her into it. Which I completely Which agree. Which I, I mean, this is me being an optimist. <laughs> I mean, even with, with what the house show that wasn't that we don't have video for right. and WrestleMania and Money in the Bank. Even if even if you look at her match at Money at WrestleMania, then you look at Money in the Bank. She might be one of the quickest learners 
huge in that on she's that a fanta- roster. I did a whole segment like, on this. She's a fantastic she's, wrestler. She is. She she's we talk about I, I can't oh I know I can't remember who talked about it, but someone who I was listening to just I kinda just randomly stumbled across on YouTube mm-hmm. was talking about how how there's that whole suspending of belief thing where she makes you feel where everything she does, from the selling to the hits and everything, it looks legitimately so real the, the, and she's learned everything so so well and that, it's that's what i talked I, about because because she's a fighter she knows what these moves feel like and what they're supposed yep. to do to your opponent she's able to she she knows how to act when it actually happens so she's able to convey that when it doesn't actually happen but she's supposed to tell the audience that it is happening you know exactly she knows what to do She's made it so, so hard for even the biggest of Ronda Rousey skeptic. Kyle going to be, <laughs> Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's made it so hard for even the biggest Rousey skeptic to continue to be a full-on skeptic. But, I mean, I, but that's besides the point that's here, getting point. back to the main person here, Lesnar. Yeah, it's damaging. I mean... Yeah, Raw has the United has I'm sorry, the Intercontinental Championship. Great title, by the way. Which Seth has, Rollins has been killing it with. Right. And now Ziggler who will continue to, to Especially kill it with Drew McIntyre, yes. Right. Ziggler is an absolute workhorse, one of the most underappreciated uh wrestlers in the last decade or so. Um you have the woman's t- you have the woman's single title, which storylines are going to hopefully start getting much more appealing. I think for that. once they get past this Nia Jax rematch, I think it's going to be Alexa Ronda, and I think it's going to uh, pick up a lot. It yeah, agreed. I think come SummerSlam, this this the writers better get it right. But so yeah, far they, they are. I, I really like they the story are. they're telling. They are Ronda. SmackDown. You know. AJ Styles is killing it with the yep, belt. Absolutely. Uh, the, the United States Championship. Jeff Hardy is doing a very he's good job. He's injured, and he's doing cre- incredible right. matches he's on SmackDown. He's doing a great job. I still think he's dropping the title to Shinsuke when he gets back because I think— Extreme the, Rules. Think, they made it official that they're having I a think, match at Extreme Rules. I think WWE desperately wants to give Jeff some time off. Uh, to recover that. To, yeah. I think the last time I saw it was a pinched nerve or something. Yep. But I think— I think they desperately want to slash need to, and I think that you still. I think it's still not too late to capitalize off of Shinsuke's heel turn. So they, I Thank think God. that's when they, they need to pull the. If they don't pull the trigger now, their their last, their absolute last chance is at SummerSlam. Other, otherwise, they would have wasted Shinsuke. Absolutely, but but yeah. So and, uh, and the latest yeah, report. Getting Hard, back to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, the the latest report is that he may not even be at SummerSlam. Honestly, the day that Brock Lesnar finally goes back to UFC, one I remember when it, when when he did go back to UFC, and I rooted for him so hard when he went when he went back to WWE and then went to UFC. Yeah, I not only do I want this man to just just get out of the WWE so I can finally have the Universal Title back on mm-hmm. television constantly. But when he does get to UFC, I want this man to get rocked so hard. Me too, because then he loses he, the lust of the big fighter. If he, he if he does want to come back to wrestling, then he he's, he's not a big man. Exactly. He's just a cash grab. Exactly. Just a cash grab. That is all Brock Lesnar has been, and especially when he got tested positive for steroids after the fight against Mark Hunt. That's that's when my entire philosophy changed on changed on him. He is just simply 
a big dude with a cash grab and I will I mean I will never hate on a dude for trying to secure the bag but I can hate on you for them for you I can't hate on you to, about your means to secure the bag this is brilliant but it is stupid and if you cared about the brand which he does not you would do something about it but again as i mentioned he doesn't care about the brand he doesn't he just cares about his pockets which again i respect getting i respect the hustle i respect getting the money i am all about stb secure the bag but at the same time at the same time i can easily judge you for how you go about doing that and this is a piss poor way of doing it it's he's holding he's holding the company hostage he really is yeah he really is it's terrible well connor this has been an incredible episode you're it's just incredible to talk sports with you especially lebron james it was so fun um thank you so much for coming on i definitely will have you on again we're planning to have a podcast the night of extreme rules immediately after the pay-per-view immediately the whole new bullet shield day club is going to come into the studio and record a podcast I am hoping, I am really, really hoping I am in Whitewater for that. Uh, yes. Because that means I actually get a chance to defend the title. And it will be <laughs> incredible. So hope that that'll probably be the next time you're on, unless I have you on in the next couple of weeks. If some big NBA news happens, right. I'll definitely and even if call I'm, you up Even again. if I'm not physically there, I am easily calling in on that one. <laughs> I am ready. I am ready. But yeah. no, I'm very, I'm very, I'm glad I was able to come on. I know we had talked about this. I think, well, you had been talking about the show for a while, the last couple of weeks of school. Yep. And then I know we were you were talking about guests and everything. And I think right away I was just like, I'm on at some point, some form or fashion, I'm on. But no, it was a lot of fun. This this, uh, this, this was great. Uh, one of these days I got to try to get on a show uh, when Tom's also on too, because I think the three of us <laughs> might do some damage. But I, no, think, was, I think that could be incredible. That's. I don't think I'll be able to keep a straight face during that entire thing. We hardly do during Hawk Talk. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, man. No, but no, it was a blast, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Dude. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. My show um, isn't live this week. I got to take that out of my script. Um, for right now, I'm going to be. Keep, I'm going to keep recording. Um, it's it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's nice to not be live. It's kind of nice to record. It's whatever. You have some freedom. I you do have. have I have a lot more freedom. So I will keep everyone updated. Watch the Twitter. Watch the Facebook. I'll let you guys know. Olson two K eighteen on Twitter. Connor, you want to plug your Twitter real quick? Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you guys want to keep updated on some of the some of the stuff that I do for TV in radio and everything and when i eventually publish the story about man beyond the beach the festival that i was at a couple two weekends ago now wow um it is i believe it is connor moore underscore seven is is my is my handle i'm pretty sure yeah um, yep, yep. yep yep so connor moore c-o-n-n-o-r-m-o-o-r-e <clears throat> underscore the number seven uh, if you find a dude who looks like he's demonstrating something on on his uh, Twitter profile picture, you found the one. So yeah, give me a follow there. Uh, planning some big things for me as well, and I'm, I'm thinking about rebooting my YouTube channel, uh, doing some probably doing some more vlogs and stuff there. I'm gonna give that one more chance. <laughs> That's a great segue because I'm also I also realized the other day I have a YouTube channel. 
<laughs> and it doesn't need to just be my podcast. So there might be something in the works there. Keep an eye out. Go look yeah. me up on YouTube. It's First Round KO. Um, I'm also on SoundCloud. This is That's where this podcast. Um, all of them, when I pre-record, they're going to drop at 9 a.m. Um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, yeah, SoundCloud, YouTube, First Round KO. Subscribe. Shoot me a comment. Let me know you're listening. I like to know. I like to know who's listening. Argue with me. Argue with me and Connor. I, I want people to start arguing in the comments. That goes for everyone who's listening because they saw me tagged in this too. Exactly. That, go, that goes for all of you too. Follow this. Follow this podcast, and because I'm sure someone's gonna tweet me like, "The hell did you just say on there?" I'm like, "Yep, mission accomplished. Yep. I've done much up." So, so yeah. Oh. Remember, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Go shoot your shot. I'll see you guys on Friday. Later. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis dag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance for you. You see me as a challenge to man.